So yeah, with mine, um, uh, let me, I'll go into the third step and then I'll be able to explain it more fully. So it's mm -hmm. just a deeper and deeper level of awareness, right? We talked about that. So as I did more and more of this releasing of the sensations, at some point, I noticed that I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released, which is a really weird thing to say. It was a really weird thing to experience. And it's really uh, quite challenging to explain. But imagine you have a toothache or a stomachache. You can pinpoint with your senses where that pain is coming from, right? But once the pain has disappeared, you can't feel it again. You can't sense that area again. You don't know where it actually is. I found that I could put my awareness back inside my body. And I'd never experienced it before, didn't know what I was doing, but I just started playing with it, right? So I, I could do it once and I found I could do it again. And then, well, what do I do now? So I started trying to move my awareness around inside and I found that I could do that. So I could find a place with tension and a place with no tension. So I'd, I'd focus on the place with tension. I would hold my awareness on it, just accept it, and it would shift a little bit. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we are speaking with Anne Hent, and she is the author of A Pathway to Insight. She is a spiritual teacher. She is also a public speaker. And could you please let people know just a little bit more about you, please? Hi, sure. Yes, um, there's lots to it. We'll just do a little bit for now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm from England originally. I live in California and have done for 30 um, 30 odd years. And I've developed some abilities now that I didn't know were possible at all before. So that's what I'm sharing now. I only call myself a spiritual teacher because I believe the concepts I'm sharing are spiritual. I'm only an author because I happen to write a book about my story. <laughs> and yep. uh, yeah, so there I am. That That is a very special thing to do when you share with people through your own thoughts and a book is very important because it's going to be there for people to enjoy uh the the book it's interesting you've had a very interesting life you found your mother deceased i had similar thing with my father i had to find my father dead and it wasn't in a very pleasant manner so i relate with what you are feeling when you say that you found your parent it, it is shocking the way you deal with this 
you found a special technique, EFT. I'd like to really dive deep into that because it's interesting and I want to know a little bit more about how that works. Could you tell us, number one, how you found the technique and why you decided it needs to be incorporated in all of your life? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. And, and finding my mother was kind of the culmination of many different traumas that I had had throughout my life. And, you know, we get programmed in those early years of life of how to deal with things. And my family was programmed in not dealing with them. So we just suppressed everything. We didn't really <laughs> talk about it at all. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of us do that. So yes. I didn't know there was any other way of going about life other than just keeping it hidden. So I actually had to go through a lot of life until I got to the point where something was revealed to me as like, oh, I really need to do something about this. And that didn't happen until I was in my late 30s. So I'd gone through all my 20s. You had a lot of digestive issues, I think, from all that that trauma that I'd held in sight for all those years. And I was always looking outside of myself to fix that. And in my late 30s, I had what I call a business altercation. There was a couple of other mothers at school, my boys' school. They told me I'd done something wrong. And I was this really scared mother inside. And these were these self-confident, self-assured, authority-type women telling me I'd done something wrong. And my mind just spun out of control. It like just went over and over what they'd said and what I'd said and what had happened. And I, my mind couldn't let it go. It was three days of I couldn't sleep because I just went over and over the same thing. And it was in that at that point that I realized I don't think this is normal, right? I don't think normal people would react so intensely to something that really wasn't that much of a big deal. And that's when I realized it was a little bit like how I would react when my dad would tell me I had done something wrong. So for me, that was the first little opening into the idea that maybe my childhood was still affecting me to this day. So it was around that time frame I went to a doctor's appointment. I don't remember why I went. I know it was nothing to do with emotions or any of my past, but he happened to realize that I was more stressed than I should be because I was a stay-at-home mother with two young boys. He knew my boys. He was another parent at school, so he knew life shouldn't have been that stressful for me, but he asked me on a scale of zero through 10 what my stress level was, and I said it was an eight, and then he asked me why. And it was that question that made me realize, oh, it was finding my mother dead on the bathroom floor when I was 19, which is two decades before, because the tears were still just under the surface. And he happened to know this technique that's called EFT, short for Emotional Freedom Technique. And it's also called tapping because what, what, what we're doing is we're tapping on specific places on our body as we're talking through something. So he tapped with me about my mother's death for about 15 minutes. And I walked away from the appointment, being able to tell the story in my mind for the first time ever without the emotions arising. And that was the first time I realized that we keep those memories and those emotions stored physically in our body and that we can let them go. So that was my first experience of EFT, but I didn't necessarily believe that, you know, one time was going to change my life. 
other than letting go of those stored emotions from my mother's death, which was really important. But I went home that day and I went online and I learned everything I could about it. It's very easy to learn. It's very simple. You can learn it in five to 10 minutes. And it was given away by the person who developed it, Gary Craig, for free. So anyone can go online and learn how to use it. But I wanted to check it out. I was an engineer. I was a software engineer. I have that kind of mind frame. I don't want to waste my time doing something that I'm not sure is going to make a difference. So I wanted to try it out. And at the time, I had a 17-year-old cat at home who would just been told his kidneys were starting to fail and we needed to give him a daily saline shot. And the first time I gave him that shot, my hand was shaking so bad. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it every day because it was just too stressful for me. So that was my first experience of tapping myself. So I tapped about the fear of hurting him, my cat. I tapped about my hand shaking and I tapped about every emotion and every memory I had from all the injections I had had over the years because I lived around the world and we had many, many injections and the next day when I gave him that shot, the needle just slid right in. All that fear I had been holding inside the day before had totally disappeared. And that's when I realized two things. I realized it's deceptively powerful. It looks a little silly, to be honest. You feel a little silly tapping on yourself. But that's when I realized it really is powerful. And that's when I realized that the freedom I was looking for, that freedom, the peace that I was looking for, was on the other side of that fear. And that's where I wanted to go. So that's when I realized how important it was. And, and that's when I started using it on a daily basis. That's pretty interesting. So, Anne, the highlight there is controlling your spin your thoughts, your emotions, all of this, and it's heavy. I mean, we, we deal with that around here daily and we work hard to try to understand reality and truth. And this actually stops that spin once we develop ways, and it doesn't matter if it looks silly or, you know, if you're standing on your head spinning about and you find truth and wisdom in that, more power to you the the vehicle of approach it comes in many ways and many people have to find their own approach to solving these underlying issue, issues that are actually hidden within all of us i suffer from many of them and i'm working hard on myself daily now to uncover those hurts that I didn't even realize I had as a boy, as a child. And, and that uncovering, like you state in many of your talks and uh, areas, it's like an onion peeling away the layers. How long did it take for you to stop judging yourself based upon all of these little things that you've done in the past well it's certainly an ongoing process right it is yes it is peeling the layers of the onion and each time one is released another one will pop up and you know you're getting deeper and deeper each time so i i started you know the, the hardest thing is actually noticing right actually being aware of when we're getting emotional 
right? That That's the first step because we get so caught up in our emotions. So, you know, maybe one day I would notice one time, okay, look at me, I'm getting frustrated now, right? And then I could tap about it and bring myself back to peace. And the, the key, what I one of the big things about EFT compared to a lot of techniques is that we're actually accepting our truth. We're accepting how we're feeling. We're not trying to suppress it. We're not trying to change it because it's in the acceptance is when the release happens. So if I'm getting frustrated, I will tap on a phrase like, okay, I'm getting frustrated now, right? And allow myself to feel that frustration because it's simply stuck energy. So once that's released, I come back to the present moment, I come back to peace and then I go on with my day. So I started doing that and over a period of days and weeks, I found myself becoming more peaceful and less reactionary, right? So there were, there were changes there and I wanted more and I wanted it faster. <laughs> so yeah. what I did was I wrote down every memory, every emotional memory I could think of from my whole childhood and my life up to that point. And it was several sheets of paper, as you might imagine. And I tapped through one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night and as those months went by, my whole being started changing, right? My mind started to become quiet and I didn't even know that was possible, right? I'd lived with this very busy mind and I think a lot of us do. We don't know what it's like to have a quiet, peaceful mind. And I started to experience that, right? And I started to realize when it was quiet, I realized that the noises in my mind, the words, the voices, the, you know, the, the criticism I would say to myself and to others were actually programmed words and phrases that I had programmed into myself from my dad in childhood. And I would just repeat them over and over again, but I couldn't actually see that until they were gone. Yeah. You know, I interviewed a, uh, individual Lois Hollis and she talks about the inner critic and that shame guilt that the inner critic just pushes at you all the time uh, it's fascinating you've you've really got to understand that you're in control of everything inside of you and yeah it's not you, even I would you, say control like control's not the word I would use Right. Because okay. those voices are there. The inner critic is there. Right. And it's, it's being programmed inside of us. So what I would do is I would catch that voice. OK, what is it saying? Whatever it's saying, I would tap and accept it because it's just stuck energy. Right. So if I'm feeling crappy right now or, um, you know, I just did something stupid. I would yeah. tap on those phrases. I'm so stupid. Look at me. Look at what I just did. And I would allow the energy of those phrases, those words to release from the body. And once they've been yeah. fully accepted and released, they don't show up as much. Yeah, that, that's kind of really the concept that she was pushing. Also, the narrative is the same. That inner critic, you know, you've got to make friends with them. And, you know, naming it and understanding it, it, finding out what the why you, you stated earlier, that why that is so big in everything that we do. So uncovering those layers and each time we come to a new layer, there's different 
releases with different types of emotion flows to those releases. How, how do you define those and how do you separate the layers? Because I think that's very important to do is separate the layers so you're not just one big ball of here, eat this onion. <laughs> right, which is why I wrote down all my childhood experiences and I just tapped through one oh, event yes. at a time. Right, so one event might have multiple different layers to it. And certainly my mother's death did, right? I didn't, I hadn't released it that first time with the doctor, I'd released the first layer. Right. And as we do more of this work, we're opening up the subconscious mind and more memories, more aspects will will bubble up that had been stuck below. And then we work on that one. You know, so to, to begin with, there might be anger. Right. And then you'll, you'll tap on that. And maybe the next day you'll think about it again. I was like, OK, I feel really guilty. And maybe that's what you work on next. So you just allow it to happen, right? You allow the layers to come up and it's very much a layer by layer process, right? So now I'm deep in the body, but uh, those early days, I was just working through those childhood things and seeing what comes up and what comes up in a day-to-day -day basis is also related, right? So if, if I'm angry throughout the day, I can feel that anger and accept that anger and tap on it and let the anger pass through. But it also might remind me of some event in childhood where I felt the same anger, right? Those connections will start to bubble up. You'll start to notice them more and more. So then if you remember an event from childhood where you felt the same type of anger, you could then tap through that memory from childhood and allow that to go. And as you work through those, then that anger doesn't need to come up as much because it's no longer stuck in the body. Right. And as you work through more and more, you become more peaceful because you're not triggered as much. So you're you're like justifying your experience instead of ignoring it and kind of putting it in a closet. You, yeah, you I, I don't really even know that to... justifying you know, it really helped me when I got to the place of realizing that emotions are just stuck energy. Right. It's been stuck in us from yeah. childhood when we suppressed it. We didn't feel comfortable saying our truth, right? So we held ourselves back. That energy got stuck inside of us and we keep replaying it over and over again. And when we feel it and we let that stuck energy go, it's gone, right? It doesn't need any justification. It's simply stuck energy. Yeah. So another big thing that I've experienced myself is trying to identify the stuck energy and digging deep enough to identify why we have those initial feelings. I call them trigger points. You know, we're triggered and then we find ourselves in this state of mind that we should be fine. We were just happy as all heck and here we are, a word or a smell or something triggers and finding out what that trigger point is. What's a trick for that? In my experience, it's just feeling it, right? There doesn't necessarily have to be a reason other than that it's happened before, right? That it's stuck energy from before. One time, the very first time we we got that stuck, right? We stuck that energy and then we each time afterwards we're triggered again, right? So all we have to do is feel it. What does that trigger feel like? 
right? What emotion comes up? Maybe, maybe it's a smell, maybe it's a sound. What feeling does that bring up in the body? And then we tap it out, right? The, the, the emotion, if we can give it a name or if we can give it um, a description, we tap it out so that we're back at peace. The next time we're triggered, we're not going to be triggered as intently. Then we do it again. And the next time, we're again not going to be triggered as much. And eventually, after a few times, it's no longer a trigger. It's hard to believe okay, so, when you first hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you say it's not meditation, but in a, in a sense, it, it could be defined as a meditative uh, way of handling emotion. Uh, so you don't meditate at all, but this is how you calm your brain to think about things the tapping on these meridian points, what does that do to help you calm the mind so you can move on? Well, the tapping itself, I believe, is releasing stuck energy from the nervous system of the body, right? It's been stuck in there. The tapping somehow, and I don't think anyone knows quite how at this point, but it's that tapping, the physical action of tapping on the ends of these meridian systems actually releases the energy that's stuck or the emotion that is stuck inside of them. Right. So that there's a physical component to it. In terms of meditation, EFT was just my first step. Right. I, I realized that what EFT is doing is opening up the subconscious mind. And as that happens, our awareness expands. Now, we use that word awareness quite a lot. I know you've used it um, on your podcast before. Yes in terms of yes. self-awareness, there, there's a depth to self-awareness. And, and this is you know why I'm sharing my story, because I didn't know this before. So yeah. our awareness expands. So when I started out this process, I wasn't aware of how I felt during the day. You know, if someone asked me, how are you feeling today, Anne? I would always say I'm fine, right? Because I wasn't aware yeah. of how I felt. But as I did more and more tapping, right, I was checking in my, with myself during the day. I, I was noticing what emotions I was feeling. So I, I became aware of my emotions. But then as time went on, I became aware at a deeper level of the physical sensations underneath the emotions, right? So we'll use a phrase like, you know, I'm angry or I'm frustrated or I'm sad. But what we're really describing is the tension we're holding inside our body as we're which we then describe yeah. with that word, anger or frustration, right? So for me, frustration feels like tension across my abdomen, my solar plexus, right? And when I started out, I was not aware that I was holding tension in my abdomen when I was feeling frustrated. But as I tapped more and more, became aware at that level. I happened to be in a group at the time. We were studying a book called A Course in Miracles. And the, the guy in the group, every week he would say, you don't have to meditate. It's just about feeling your feelings. Well, I did my EFT along with this group, you know, outside the group. I was starting this journey with EFT. And as the weeks went by, I realized I was becoming emotion aware of what my feelings were. So one day I thought, okay, I'm going to try and do what he says. He says it every week. He must mean it. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to try and feel my feelings. What does that even mean, right? It sounds so simple. Yeah, yeah. 
So I was doing the dishes one day and I thought, okay, let me try and feel my feelings. So I would have to catch a thought that I was thinking that had an emotion involved. And for me, it was normally a fearful thought. So it might be something like, okay, I'm afraid of making this phone call, right? So I would think that thought and I would feel where that fear was inside of my body. For me, it would be my solar plexus. And so I would try and focus on it. How do I feel that fear in my solar plexus? And I would notice that if I moved or if I took a deep breath, I, I would lose my focus on the fear. I couldn't feel it. So what I did is I would hold myself like a statue and I'd even stop breathing, right? I'd notice where that fear was. I'd feel it. And then I'd stop right there in my breath. And I would hold my focused attention on that tension in my solar plexus. And I would even talk to it. So, okay, I want to feel you. I want to feel you. I just want to allow you to be felt want to acknowledge you because you've always been suppressed so right now I want to feel you and at some point I would need to take a deep breath obviously <laughs> and I would notice that that fear would have subsided somewhat so then I would think the thought again I'm afraid of making this phone call I would feel it again in my solar plexus and I would feel it again I would stop hold myself like a statue feel it and it would subside a little bit more. So then I would do it over and over again with the same thought until all that fear had dissipated. And then it was free, yeah. that thought was free and I could go ahead and make that phone call and there would be no fear left inside of me. So this felt like a deeper level of awareness. So I didn't use EFT as much at this point, right? I'd, I'd done that phase and now I was moving to a deeper level of awareness. And I used this feeling your feelings on a daily basis. And then in the evenings, instead of working on my childhood, which I had done before, now I would lay on the sofa and I would bring collective traumas to mind, you know, something like 9-11. We all had our own personal experience of that event, right? So I would bring that memory to mind and I would feel all those feelings, those emotions, those sensations and allow them to release from my body. Then I would think it again and I'd do it over and over again releasing this burden right that i've been carrying that i think we all carry from those events yes and you know over time you know things are improving right life's getting more fun i'm feeling lighter because this burden is releasing and you know i just went on with life but now at a deeper level of awareness so that's what i talk about as the second step in in you know, if you hear me talk or if you see my book right i talk about three steps so that was the second step. So people who are already aware of those physical sensations could do that step right now, right? It's easy to do. It doesn't even look as weird, right? Because you're not tapping on your body. You're just feeling yeah. those sensations. Yeah, I like that awareness, being aware of what you are, you know, every, every aspect of that. You know, you talk about the way these things affect your body you talk about your spinal curvature being straightened and it's a continuing thing to work on fixing your body itself through these techniques i experience fibromyalgia and it's basically chronic pain throughout your whole muscular system and they they say it's a basket disease you know nobody knows what causes it and all 
but really this is what causes it the inner things that you're holding that you have to release i've i've noticed it as i've been peeling these layers from childhood i thought it was just since my wife and i got together but it's extremely embedded in what i was raised in these things and the more I am able to tune in and find out those experiences that I have forgotten and just tried to forget, but I can't forget, like you have stated, they're always coming back to the surface by identifying them and addressing them and being aware of that emotion. That's been huge for me, and it's been life-changing, altering for me. Talk to me about your experience with that body-changing and healing event. Sure, yeah. I mean, absolutely. We might think these things are just in our mind, right, our memories, but they're actually stored physically in our body. So if we have things inside of us that we don't want to look at, doesn't mean it's not there. It's still yes. dis-ease dis in the body. So if we really want to address it, we have to look at it and let it go. So yeah, with mine, um, I'll, let me, I'll go on to the third step and then I'll be able to explain it more fully. So it's mm -hmm. just a deeper and deeper level of awareness, right? We talked about that. So as I did more and more of this releasing of the sensations, at some point I noticed that I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released which is a really weird thing to say. It was a really weird thing to experience. And it's really uh, quite challenging to explain. But imagine you have a toothache or a stomachache. You can pinpoint with your senses where that pain is coming from, right? But once the pain has disappeared, you can't feel it again. You can't sense that area again. You don't know where it actually is. I found that I could put my awareness back inside my body. And I'd never experienced it before, didn't know what I was doing, but I just started playing with it, right? So I, I could do it once and I found I could do it again. And then, well, what do I do now? So I started trying to move my awareness around inside and I found that I could do that. So I could find a place with tension and a place with no tension. So I'd, I'd focus on the place with tension. I would hold my awareness on it, just accept it. And it would shift a little bit. And then I would do it again and again and again. So now I'm doing at a deeper level what I was doing with the EFT, right? The EFT was working with words. Then the feeling, the feelings was working with the physical sensations. Now I'm actually working with tension directly inside the body. So it's a deeper level of awareness. And I kept doing this. I'd find somewhere tension and just release it. And over many, many months, I was actually able to put my awareness inside my head, which was eye-opening to me because there was so much pain and tension. The pain in my left cheek was unbelievable. And the forces that I could feel pulling my bones out of alignment were just massive. And I had lived 50 years, right? I was born with my right foot up against my right shin and had physical therapy for the first six weeks of my life. But I believe that experience actually twisted my whole body and that's why I had scoliosis. And I had lived with these forces, 
pulling my bones out of alignment, but I had not been aware of them, right? They had been working inside of me all those years, but it took this really deep inner work to actually become aware of them. And then I now, at this point, I have this technique, right? So I can focus on it. The pain in my left cheek, I could only hold my awareness on it for like a second or two to begin with because it was so painful. But I would just do that and it would release a little bit. And the next time it would release a little bit more. So over the months and years, my whole skull structure has changed. My skull bones, I could feel them relax, right? As I was releasing tension in what I believe is the connective tissue. Now I can put my focused awareness inside my tooth roots, inside my bones. But at that point, I was still releasing tension in, I believe, the connective tissue. And I'd actually feel the skull bones relax. But I didn't know at that time what was happening. Right, I felt like things were changing, but it wasn't until I had x-rays taken just through orthodontic work that I could actually see that my eye sockets have aligned, my jaw was way off to the side and it's much more centered and my neck is straighter than it's ever been in my life. And I've grown half an inch at the age of 55, right? So I, I know things are shifting and I know yeah. the power, right? We have so much power inside of us to release this dis-ease inside of us if we only do the work. Yeah, and and that's that's supernatural really you know being close to 57 now myself i was just commenting to my wife earlier today i've i've shrunk three inches so as you age you don't grow in height so it's incredible that you you have found a way and a technique to take these forces and release your spine and kind of let it come back into a more natural state. Uh, I find that fascinating. And and the more I work on myself, I, I kind of understand more about what people are talking with me about when I have these conversations. And I think that's very important for people to connect and share their ideas and their concerns for not only our physical health, but our mental health and our social health. Every aspect of our lives tends to be a challenge and we need to put that awareness directly on all of it. Right. It's all connected, right? Everything is connected. That's one of the, the things I've learned from yes. this, right? It started out working with words and with memories, but that's connected to the physical dis-ease that's stored on the inside. And and I believe it's connected to our spiritual life on the inside yes. too. So yeah, it's all connected. Yeah, everything's connected. And, and you know, the more you are capable of just releasing your own thoughts and opinions about a technique or uh, a motive or whatever we, we tend to grasp it a little better and if if today it seems like everybody's at everybody's throat and you know everybody's got a new method and it's better than this method uh, i say incorporate any aspect of learning into your daily routine as possible it's all about that ever never ending growth you know we're we're getting up to the age where we have more time now to think about these things instead of that spinning mind 
of a <laughs> young person where we've got to get it done. We've got to go do this. And, you know, that's a big deal in life and learning to let it all go. That's pretty remarkable. How, how, how do you suggest people get started in something like this? If they have doubts or, you know, they, they have some questions about it. Yeah, staying open is very important and realizing that we don't know what we don't know, right? I I use that a lot when I started this journey. (laughs) You know, if someone else has a different experience, then then maybe it's okay, right? Maybe they're right and maybe I'm wrong, right? That that can certainly help, right? Um, Yes. To me, with the, the beginning of my journey, right, it was really important for me to have an experience where I could see that it was working, right? So for me, that experience with my cat was huge, right? So that was a very simple thing I worked on and I could see that it it was working. So that allowed me to believe in it and to start going with it. Yeah, also having the x-rays, right? The x-rays was huge, right? Okay, so I, it's, I'm not making this up, right? <laughs> I can see that something has changed. Yes. Other people can use that too, right? If if you look, want to go to my website, the x-rays are there. You can look and see how powerful this work is. And you can use that to help encourage you along the way. But along the journey, the first part was actually noticing that I was emotional, right? As you said, we're very worked up these days. We're very divided over so many issues, but that's all emotions, right? If we notice how divided we are and we notice what we're feeling about the other side, right? We're probably frustrated with them or we're angry with them. Those are our emotions. And that's where we have control. We have control with our emotions. We can work with them and allow them to pass through, right? So if I was really angry with the other side, I could tap on how angry I am with the other side. And it's like, I hate that they think that way. What's wrong with them, right? Any words that come to my mind would be the ones that I would tap on and allow, allow the emotions behind those words to dissipate so that I can come back to peace. And believe it or not, compassion and understanding arises once we've let go of those emotions. And we become able to see things from the other person's point of view, right? And there's a lot of people out there who cannot see, they cannot walk in someone else's shoes. They can't see from another person's point of view. And this work allows you to do that. Yeah, I think that's extremely important that we work on ourselves just for that, that empathetic value, because that's where you truly find joy in a a relationship where you can identify and really truly feel what is happening. Empathy. I I found out there's levels of empathy and understanding and really to empathize. You really have to understand what true empathy is. Uh, It's not just trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes uh, it's got so much more value to it than that. The the feelings that you can actually, it's like you were talking about, we put the signal off. People feel that, like that, instantly. Once you walk into the room, your physical structure, it's putting off a signal. 
it's body language, and that's huge. And a lot of times, if we focus, we can feel that. And that is the key, this awareness that we're seeking. Uh, talk to us about that a little bit, about that journey. Yeah, I, I totally believe that we're emitting a signal all the time, right? Every second of every day, we're emitting a signal and we're attracting back based on that signal. So our signal, a lot of people talk about signals or yeah, they talk about the law of attraction in terms of manifesting something, but but it's working all the time, right? Whatever yes. we're, we're feeling, whatever, however we're being, it's not just our thoughts, it's all of us, right? It's, it's our gender, it's our size, our shape, our clothes, our hair, it's everything about us. But what I realized, right, through being able to put my awareness inside my head and feeling that tension in there and that pain, I realized that the biggest part of our signal is what we're holding on to from our past that is stored mostly in our connective tissue. But we just are not aware of that, right? So if we are walking into a room and, and picking up on someone's signal, we, we don't know what part we're picking up on, right? Because their whole history is stored in their body. Yeah. yeah, and if that's affecting us, right, there's there's different ways of, of being in that position. If if our signal is strong, right, if we've done a lot of this inner work, then we can stand in that place and not have them affect us, right? But if we've not right. yet done this work and their, their signal, which might be, you know, frustration or anger, if they're tuning in, if we're tuning into them because we've got that inside of us, we're actually not going to feel that great around them, right? So our signal is really important. And if we want to change our lives for the better, we need to work on our own signal, right? So if we actually do walk into a room and someone's angry in there and we're picking up on that and we're feeling fearful, we can work on that fear, right? If we work on that fear and we let that fear go, then we can stand in that place of them being angry and us not being fearful, right? And can you imagine the difference that would make? <laughs> that's power. It is. And, yes. and that's really what we all crave and seek is personal power. So that personal development is very important. And our signal does matter immensely. And I notice everywhere I go, I look at people and I, I feel the atmosphere, if you will. If it's really tense, I'm out of there. You know, I, I'm not going to put myself in there because then I'm going to absorb some of that. And Only you know, if I, your signal is not strong, right? But the other way right. of doing that, now, now I don't suggest people do this like if it's a dangerous situation, but if, but if it's not, right, and it's just right. an un uncomfortable feeling, if we actually yes. feel that discomfort and allow that discomfort to be felt, then it will dissipate, right? And then we can stand in that place of it being a dis an uncomfortable situation and feel strong yeah. still, right? So that's kind of a way of breaking through barriers, right? We have this energetic yeah. barrier, and I know people talk about putting up you know, barriers, right? And that can be a good yep. thing. And maybe in some situations, in my mind, we want to actually feel that feeling that's there 
and allow it to be felt and dissipate so that we don't have to put up those barriers. Yeah, I agree. You know, as a young man, I, I would even go into the store and be hostile for no reason. Just I, I have to enter this place that I don't like to be in. And I let all of that emotion carry me through my day. I made my wife's day rotten. I made myself rotten. And now that I'm understanding that, that I don't have to feel uncomfortable because of what is around me. I can actually feel at ease that I'm okay and I can be here. Now, if somebody's being physical, I, I am definitely going to try to exit stage left. But yeah, that uncomfortable feeling, especially as a young man and having all of these things in your head that you don't really know what's happening in your life. It's just happening. You feel lost. And finding that structure to stand in that place, like you said, that's powerful. Right. And the I other like aspect it. of that is, you know, I remember being kind of in that place too. I, I wasn't really angry, but I was very suppressed, right? I would, I would keep mm -hmm. myself small. I would keep myself out of trouble because I yes. hated people being angry with me. But I wasn't aware, right? So as I let go of those layers and layers and layers, I became more aware. So now I'm actually more aware of other people, right? So I can feel yeah. what other people are doing. I can feel, I can sense where they're holding themselves tight. I can sense how well they're breathing into their body, right? If someone's lying to you, they're not going to be breathing deeply into their body because there's part of themselves they don't want to see, that's right, right. So I can pick up a lot more cues now than ever could in the past. Right. So it's that that makes yeah. life fun. Right. Being able to experience life on that deep, deeper level actually makes life a lot more fun than it ever was. So there's a lot of people out there that I know, you know, they they don't know whether it's worth continuing. Right. There's a lot of kids who just feel lost. But I want them to yes. know there's so much more depth to life that is available to them if they do this kind of work. It's just much more fun to be alive. That's right. That's what dead America is. You just encapsulated everything in one sentence. Feeling dead in America and lost, you can change this. And that's really what we're doing here today. We're stepping up and letting people know there is a way to do this. Just find it for yourself. Don't let people tell you how you feel. Find out for yourself who you are and how you actually feel. And don't be afraid of it because it it's yours. You own it. And it's just stuck energy. <laughs> That's right. It's stuck energy. Uh, and any call to action for our listeners today? Start noticing how you're feeling during the day, right? Just become aware, step back and say, oh, look at me. Look, I'm becoming frustrated or I'm becoming angry or I'm becoming sad. Just that's the first step to self-awareness. And it's not always easy to do. We just get caught up in it. But, but see if you can notice during the day. And that's the first step for sure. Yeah, I, I like that. And I 100% I concur. If you step up to the plate and you work on yourself, 
things are going to change. It, it doesn't happen overnight. Be patient and loving to yourself. That matters the most. How can people find you, get in touch, and get connected with you, Anne? Sure. I have my book, A Pathway to Insight, which has all the different steps in detail. So anyone can pick that up and do all these steps. I also have a YouTube channel, which has a demonstration EFT of a demonstration video of EFT and a demonstration video of feeling your feelings and several other videos on there. So you can, you can just look at YouTube and do this work too. It's all available for free. I also have my website and hints.com, which has the x-rays on. So you can go and check that out. And I have a public Facebook page that I love posting things and explaining things on there. I love what you're doing. And I think what you're doing is very compelling to people looking, look at it and see what it can do for you. Don't, don't, don't knock it until you try it. That's the moral of the story here. <laughs> yes. And it's been a delight talking to you. It's fascinating. And I want to say thank you for being part of the Dead America podcast. Thank you. It's been a great conversation. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.